So we're back for the Blue Coyote episode number 24 now. Just me and Paul Dolsky. Um, we're going to get into some things, give everybody an update on what we're working on, what's going on, um, a couple of announcements, and um, just some more, uh, some more philosophy for you, some more theorizing about um, the nature of hauntings and our reality. And um, it's been it's been good. I've um, you know, we're just both catching up and talking. Everyone's working hard. Um, I've made some changes in my life, um, gotten some help to just open up about things, what I struggle with. And um, so being on, I'll talk more about that on another podcast soon. But um, um, it's just been exciting for me to be in a place where I'm able to be more active and, and, and engaged in everyone and uh, being involved in the things that I love and enjoy. So um I'm back with my friend Paul here, and we're going to, um, like I said, we're going to get into it. So uh, just to start off, uh, recently, like I said, I'm in kind of hitting my stride here, just uh, taking things day by day and doing them because they're fun and I enjoy them. So I just put out a few days ago, maybe two days ago, uh, my interview with uh, Darsh, um, a buddy of ours who uh, I connected with through Paul. Um, great guy, but uh so definitely check that out if you haven't heard. And I just wanted to get Paul's uh, thoughts on that because Darsh and I had an in-depth discussion about, um, well, we got into some cryptids, some, but the main, and some haunting stuff, but the main chunk of it was just the discussion about Earth in general. So I was curious what Paul thought after uh, hearing both sides of that because I know you take in a lot of that. You're kind of like someone who you you take, you just take it all in and, think and put it so I'll let you take it away what was your what were your thoughts on that so obviously I have a very big um way of looking at everything just like everybody else does because uh the way I look at it there's no right or wrong answer and um so everything that you mentioned is really fascinating um you know like it's nothing like I sort of heard and I've also uh was listening to another podcast where they were talking about space a little bit too. And one of the things that was very interesting that this interview brought up, which um, I don't know if you ever have, Cody. So get your Google ready, just in case you never uh, searched this before. But they actually talked about the moon and the fact of how um, uh, ownership, right? So who would actually land on the moon and this and that? Well, one one interesting question that this guy brought up during this interview was he basically said, open up Google and type in who owns the moon. Very fascinating read. And because of that read, I kind of started to question everything about what we are doing on Earth as well of um laws as i may say when it comes to that and i'm trying not to keep it and i mean i'm trying not to go into like a political thing but if you read what i read it, about who owns the moon this is kind of stupid it's my if i may say that like All it right. makes sense and then it does not make sense yeah well um i did that i went right to google um the front front and center google result is the short answer is that no one owns the moon. That's because of a piece of international law, the Outer Space Treaty of 1967 put forward by the United Nations says that space belongs to no one country. Right. So very interesting st 
stuff because if you keep reading that that search, it's almost like people were trying to figure out how much the moon is and like how much the value of land is there compared to like buying land here. Yeah, for any well, for those who who follow, um, you know, the stuff we've collaborated on or just me, period, you know that I don't believe that the moon is necessarily something that could even be walked on. I mean that, you know, I don't, that, that model doesn't, doesn't hold up for me. The heliocentric, you know, you've been on. Oh, just to real quick. So like, just to kind of answer you guys though, too, like to go into it. So after the, uh, me talking about the moon and stuff, but the more space, re- um, space and reality talk that you guys were doing and everything like, like it's interesting. And, um, you know, uh, it fascinates me, obviously, like you said, like some some stuff I will kind of be like, oh, that, I never thought of it like that before and stuff like that. And um, when when I start saying that in my head as well, if um, you start to mention something I never thought of, like out of the box, then, yeah, that really makes me start makes me start to wonder more of um, the world around us. Yeah, it's definitely it's something to to ponder first and foremost. You know, I've had a long journey with it. Darsh is someone who, you know, well, we, we all take to different things. You know, you took, obviously, you've taken to the paranormal. Darsh, when he spaced to him when he was young, obviously, was something fascinating. So, you know, when it comes, so, like, I made the point, I reiterated my point that talking about the moon as a, a physical location or rock whatever what the heliocentric model presents it as i don't agree with but the conversation of that nobody owns the moon right there's still something to that there's still these uh, in the legal sense of it there's something there because it is something visible every just like just like antarctica right or the north pole there's this arctic treaty that holds up they tell us that the moon is a place that has physically uh been access so and they they all agree on that as well so Mm -hmm. so through what they're telling us that that that, um that reveals something but uh anyway go get get it uh get back into it if you have more to say about that and uh, or about the darsh episode um yeah i mean i guess the more to that i can go into real quick is like i'm assuming you've also heard of uh the moon base that they talk about like this hidden base on the moon and um Going back to like owning the moon and stuff like that. Well, do you remember a couple years ago that they were actually they made a website and everything for this, where you could actually submit your name, and by the year, uh, I'm gonna make up the year right now because I honestly don't remember, but I want to say it was like 2040 or 2050. Like they want to take these people and like go to the moon to try living. That way you're no longer on Earth. That way you can build its own uh, civilization or whatever. So, but so I guess in a way that I'm trying to uh, say with this segment is like, so go go back to who owned the moon to what I just said. So so how how are we able to do this? Anybody even listening, go go and Google again so you can see it in front of you. So that way you can see the short answer, which is nobody owned the moon. But yet, and and there's a law, as you saw, that stated that there's a law saying that, you know, space is space, basically. 
But then there's talk now where you can basically have um, went to this website a long time ago, submitted your name, and now you can possibly be one of the, let's just say, 500 people that get randomly picked so that you can now leave Earth and go live on the moon to try to build civilization there. So to, so falling back into no one owns the moon is what I'm trying to say is who owned the moon then? Oh, okay. I'm seeing, okay. So your point here, I'm seeing multiple layers and can, okay. That connect. Right. It's, I feel, and that's, um, you know, an acronym that's a uh, popular, like NASA, um, they call it never a straight answer, right? Um, exactly. Never a straight answer. If you, if people are going to inhabit it and go there and live there and stay there. I mean, there's so much to be said. There always is. <laughs> there always is. And my perspective on on these matters has, has grown. I wonder more and more about what is actually being done with the funding for NASA, right? Like what's actually, because there has to be, the way that like this this realm works is there are there are laws to it I think so when they tell us something like um, space that there is space exploration that might just mean something different and just for those listening I make a point to explain myself more now to reiterate things so I don't I don't know I see this place as a realm and for all intents and purposes at sea level this place is flat but the term flat earth doesn't actually do it justice because that insinuates things and suggests things and it's it's a realm it's level for and i don't know how far it extends i don't know how high up you can actually go if if that if you can even leave in physical form but paul and i we're, we're exploring now you know he brings up this point that that they that were told officially I, I try not to use the term they that much anymore either i try to say who i'm talking about that nasa and government official official agencies at all levels says that no one owns the moon but if people but at the same time they run these what seems like an ad campaign where people can buy a ticket and go and move in there so what happens now what 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 are their actual their actual rules the rules actually were basically were just like just know that by signing up for this idea is that um you ain't coming back to earth that's the idea you're basically once you leave earth to go live on the moon or wherever you know I, i'm pretty sure it was the moon because they always kept talking about the moon back in the day and um because of uh uh uh, the air you can breathe or something or trying to make it so that you can have breathable air if you remember that project a long time ago that they were trying to fund which I wonder like you were just saying with the fund like what did NASA do or whoever the government uh, did with those funds anyway you know like we never heard anything about that project again as far as I know and uh, so what happens now where, where did the fund go are we even still planning on going yeah Dude, without um without spiraling too much, um, it's it's so funny to me. The the moon apparently was reached in the late sixties, early seventies, several times, right? Everybody was hop skipping and jumping up to the moon back then. But now, but now, you know, and like you raise this question, when is it gonna happen? There's been multiple plans like this. And dude, you can look it up. Musicians were supposed to go to the moon. Uh, people, you know, like you're saying, they're going to move, whether it's the moon or Mars or whatever they're talking about, it never ends up happening. No, but you know some... who went to the moon, or I'm sorry, not moon, but you know who went to fucking space? 
William Shatner of all people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't. Yeah, it's it's a it's a TV show. It's a show, in my opinion. And uh, but but with all you know that that Operation Fishbowl, um, and without I don't mean to diverge too much, but back in I want to say the fifties, where NASA was actually in Antarctica doing something called Operation Fishbowl, experimenting with rockets. Um, and I'll fact check that for this, but that that's public rec, you know, that's an open, uh, mainstream known thing that, 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 that happened, but you know, we don't hear much about it. They're practicing with the rockets, you know, they're bringing Nazis over from Germany at the end of the, at the end of the war. And, um, and then they go down there and they practice. But my, my original point before I, you know, I shared that anecdote about operation fishbowl was that we can go to the Arctic. We can go to the the North Pole and the South. You know the what it is, is Arctic and Antarctica. Anybody can go there. Well, I mean it's accessible because it's here on Earth, but it, there are treaties saying that citizens can't just go there. But um, that can be explored at any time. But no one ever flies over it. Um, either either the Antarctica or Arctic. It's um, so something's something's definitely sketchy about this. Okay, so so take a look at this. So I typed in "live on the moon," right? So yeah. Obvious. The last thing it looks like that actually talked about um, that talked about living on the moon with 2020. This is very interesting. In order to live on the moon, we'll need to have a reliable and renewable energy supply. Although NASA is developing power generation systems that could support longer stays on the lunar surface, additional energy infrastructure will be needed to make human settlement on the moon a reality. So what is going on then, for sure? So where is the new structures then? Because uh, as you scroll down, um, for the listeners, go type into Google, live on the moon, and you're going to see exactly what I'm seeing. Why? And here, and somebody actually popped the question that we're kind of going into, which is why hasn't anybody gotten to the moon yet to live on it? That's a good question. Why are we not on the moon yet? How much I money mean, is it? Yeah. I mean, how much funding do you need, right? It's a, I, I'll check, make sure, I'll double check this too, but it's at least billions if not trillions the trillion dollar organization that was able to reach the moon like i said in the late 60s early 70s and they still make articles like this that you're showing this whole they they allude to this whole project but in their own words they can't go back they lost the technology to even return to the moon so um to me in my opinion this is somebody upholding a uh upholding a lie or a, a story, a fabrication. Yeah, that, that's that's my take on it. So so once again, that falls into the question of, so where did the funds go? What happened to all that funds then that we had to, to us taxpayers had to, you know, pay into to try to fund this project, as I may say. So where's my goddamn tax money going to? You never get a receipt on your tax money, do you, Paul? They not they don't mail it, they don't email anything, nothing. I find it bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But dude, so so as I've um and like for everybody listening, I've got 
you know, Paul's been active. He's always hustling. I've been, you know, I uh, got a bunch of new subscribers recently and uh, getting some content out. So definitely go back and uh, listen to our, our former podcast. I've been on Paul's. He's been on here a few times because um, we have yeah. fun. And, uh, yeah. I need to start bringing you back on, too. Oh, I appreciate only been that, on uh, once to my, like, what, four now? <laughs> yeah, third or fourth. Um because we have a good time, so I appreciate that, bro. Um, no problem. And I, so I was going to say, um, so transitioning or just going, building on this this topic here um, about the the way outer space is presented to us. Outer space, and so I don't. It's, I'm not saying take that take that vocabulary. I'm not saying take outer space and crumple it up and throw it in the trash. I'm just we. It's a uh, we have to re- reconstruct here. You know, that's what that's all open again. Well, anyway. it makes you start to wonder too, like, um, you know, what is real anymore? Like, what is, um, what is being told to us that is actually real and not fake? You know, like, um, people nowadays, when it comes to even the news, they, you can see the comments going all over the place. It's like, oh, here we go. This is just another way to get us distracted. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, like, and that's. Yeah, like. Um, not to cut you off, but before I forget, like, you know, have you, um, personally, Kobe, have you seen the latest news that's going around now? Like what the new, uh, disease is going around and what it's called. It's called monkey pox. If you haven't figured that out yet for anybody listening, if you haven't heard of monkey pox yet, well, <laughs> get ready. Yeah. It has come across my newsfeed. I want to make sure I mention this. Um, I've kind of, but I've touched on, on, on ideas and a lot of people share ideas that are um, we, we present fear without, without answers. Um, and to me, a lot of this stuff is not about, it's just about um, those media powerhouses and corrupt institutions, just keeping, keeping the story alive. And so I just wanted to, uh, to point that out there is that uh, a lot of, a lot of channels and pages will get really caught up in the, in the fear aspect of things. And, um, and, you know, let's not speak things into existence, right? If we see something, uh, like, you know, you were just saying, you know, have you heard of it? <laughs> have you heard of this monkeypox? And and I have, but uh, if we're going to bring that stuff up, we've got to put some answers out there, too. It's, you know, just don't buy into it. Um, make You know, just have a get, – get involved locally, local supply chains, supporting ourselves. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out there, man. So No, I – yeah, that's, that's... – you know, that makes sense a lot. And, um, uh, yeah. it, I don't know. Like when I first heard this, the first thing I was thinking of is, so do I become a monkey? Dude, it, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not an expert. I don't have a lab coat. Right. Can, can you please explain in definition how the hell you become or consider yourself a professional anyway? Like what really is a professional? Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, it's it's a like what I was just saying. It sometimes seems like they're just trying to maintain maintain the scheme, uh, oh, you know, yeah. institutions like like you're just saying. And uh, what's an expert? And I was like, well, I guess in the medical field, um, it's someone who has a degree, right? Someone who's in debt, who works seventy hours a week, um, who and that's their identity. But that even I'm trying to figure like 
that's coming to an end the like the the ponzi scheme of colleges and the college campus and degrees like people don't give a shit anymore people are are figuring out that we can do it ourselves right we you and i can get together and 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 build these brands of our own and i can grow my own food we can do what we need to do on our own and uh i think part of being here is building up a community but government can mean what we decided to because all, all of these institutions this whole thing is just made up of people who present an idea and we buy it it's just a big sales force will you buy this narrative will you let us do things for you like a great quote that i heard is if we all decide to grow our, grow our own food um this this system will pop up to sell us the shovel it's just a sales force um you know that's that's one take on it yeah, exactly. I just, I just don't know. I mean, I think because of the whole last couple years with COVID and stuff, it just um, now it's like, well, people are starting to become less afraid now, and uh, this and that. So, what's the next thing we should we should we bring out to the world? Monkeypox. Yeah, yeah, dude, you you get it. I had on. Um, you saw the episode Earth School. Yeah, um, that was man- a great episode, and for those listening, if you have not heard that one yet, what the hell are you doing? Pause this right now and go listen. Yeah, you'll want to check that out. Um, Amanda Vollmer does a great job, great job of uh, breaking down some uh, research-based information about uh, how those scams work, um, you know. But uh, anyway, bro, what's going on in your world? What's, uh, I, you know, I see you posting, I'm catching up on episodes, and um and uh, so just give us a give us a little insight into into your realm. What's up with Haunted Vermont? So as you just mentioned, like Haunted Vermont has been on fire, as I may say, with episodes. And um, so that's been nice. However, there's been some people I have reached out to that I have yet to hear back from for uh, dates to talk about some stuff. Otherwise, I'm in the works of um, looking at old stuff um videos actually too and when i see these videos it kind of just makes me miss investigating and um and like this some of the stuff that i have uh captured like you know like i i will flat out say right now like um one of the best pieces of evidence that i have ever captured uh, I would say, in the field of paranormal investigating, would have to be Ralph. Can't really see it. Nice. I can see it. Did you get it? Yeah, he got it. I was going to say, Never if you want, it. I can try. Well, I can get close. Ralph. Come on, Who we talk? Ralph. Ralph. That Ralph clip is actually on the Blue Coyote Instagram page from our 2020 episode, our first one. Exactly. And so, yeah, so uh, just check that out because if you haven't, even if you're a new listener here uh, for one starters, go check that out. Um, I will send, like I said, I'll send Colby a URL of finding Ralph. So basically, let me explain this one 
um, and why it's one of my favorites of all time. And it's because back in 2012, the spirit box was becoming like a very well-known, um, a well-known equipment for the paranormal. And then by that time, it, it really got me thinking of new evidence rather than just uh, have a regular recorder. So I bought this spirit box and I also bought a speaker to go with it. So that way I can really hear it uh, crystal clear and stuff like that in real time. So anyway, we we went to Horton Cemetery one weekend. Um, it was July 15th. And just so just for everybody knows on the record, this is the first time we are going to try the spirit box ever it's just to see if we like it or not. So we set it up. I'm trying to figure it out, obviously, because it's a new tool to me. I haven't really tried it out yet. And um, we got I got comfortable enough so that I was like, OK, we'll start asking questions. I'll just hold it. So and somebody just hold the camera because since this thing doesn't record, we need some way of recording the responses that we get. So as I'm holding it, my other friend is holding the, the camcorder to make sure we get the responses. We start asking the questions of, well, who's around here? Come talk to us. Uh, you know, we introduced all ourselves. And uh, we got a name through the spirit box, and the name was Ralph. That's all we got. We tried to see if Ralph would um, continue talking again. Ralph never did, as far as we know, because his voice was very different than the other voices that did come through that night, if they didn't sound far away either, because I think some of them were maybe shy, and that's kind of weird to say, but... um, but Ralph was not afraid, it seemed like. It sounded like he was really close to me or one of us. And um, anyway, we, so, yeah, Ralph. So after that night, we took note of that. So there's a Ralph here. Um, now, the, before I go into the next part, I just want to clarify right now that we did not go looking for Ralph Gravestone. We didn't even think about it because we were just trying out that new equipment and just a, a few simple things, really. And then we were just calling it a night. But because of that spirit box session with Ralph, we remembered the name. So a week later, which would fall under July 22nd, 2012, I had a new person with me because she was trying out to become part of my par- or our paranormal group back in the day i, I it's a, it almost i don't want to say mine because like we all kind of at the time wanted to try doing more investigation but i it was sort of my idea to maybe start uh you know uh making a group so anyway july 22nd we got four new people, maybe a little bit more. I'm, I don't even remember four. It was like me, this new person that I would train in to see if I even would like of how she investigates and stuff like that. And then I had two other p- 
people that came because um well she she knew them and it was just weird thing of making sure everything was gonna be okay i guess with me to make sure that they even liked me you know anyway so we we uh came back to saying like so last week we did the spirit box we got this name called ralph we have not yet found a gravestone we didn't even start looking yet so anyway all of a sudden we hear hey come check this out and somebody's like i think we found a gravestone for ralph and i'm like really and they're like are you sure um that you heard ralph or whatever i'm like oh yeah i'm sure i heard ralph and sure enough i go back i go up with uh flashlights i had my friend take a picture so i could try to see the, uh the white and white for the camcorder too is that there is in fact a gravestone at Horton Cemetery for Ralph. And then if um I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he was a veteran. So and this is all in that little short one minute and like sixteen second clip. Like I I wanted to show the the gravestone and then I uh put in the clip of the spirit box section to show basically saying is just the same Ralph. So it's so that that has got to be the most powerful piece of evidence I ever have of the afterlife, really, if I may say. Yeah, it sounds um <clears throat> the sound bite sounds clear to me. And um and now before we uh get it, you know, I wanna hear a little bit about discuss um your take on what creates um, a moment and an encounter like that. But but before we talk a little bit about that, um, you know, you were saying you're, you've been missing the investigation, um, you know, reminiscing about, about those experiences. Um, I will, I'll put it out there now. I'm going to be joining Paul on an investigation, um, most likely with my friend Scott. Um, he said he's going. It's confirmed. So, uh, we're doing it um and at least the three of us will be headed up there to do that and um and so paul what uh, you know speaking of first time investigations what can you uh what can we expect would you say from that experience and uh you know also taking into consideration the where we're going to wilson castle um what can we expect prepare for a long night for one and uh second of all uh you know, this is going to be my first time investigating Wilson Castle as well. So this is, like, really interesting because, like, my brain has been all over the place because I've been obviously avoiding, like, videos of Wilson Castle. I don't want to know nothing going into this. Like, I'd rather see what I, see what we can capture or experience if we can't capture it, you know? And um, I think that would also be a really cool way of saying this is what I'm doing for the 10th anniversary, too, is I'm coming back into the field just to see if I still have it, too, you know, because everybody I used to hear from people messaging Haunted Vermont, do you investigate? Do you investigate? And I'm like, no, I don't investigate. And um, not anymore, anyway, is what I should say. Um 
and I would always tell them if you have like a paranormal situation to go check out uh, Paranormal Investigators of New England or Pine for short. And I would always uh, send them their way because they're great people. And uh, me and the founder of that group have gotten along for years. I've been trying to get him to uh, get some time out of his personal life and hiatus to come on to the podcast actually to talk with me about UFOs and stuff. So that would be fun. But yeah, um, really going into this, I'm just going to say is I don't really know what to expect, man. Like, I just know, make sure you bring coffee. Uh, according to Wilson Castle, it's just going to be us. They're not even going to be part of our investigation. They're literally just opening up the doors for us and basically locking us in for the night. And um, then we got the whole castle for ourselves. And that's where it's going to go down. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched to say the least. <laughs> and um, and yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, that's exciting. Like I'm I'm going to take that. I haven't I haven't really been watching Wilson Castle content. Um, I saw a little part. I saw like you know part of that Sam and Colby video. But um, but yeah, I'm going to take that into consideration too. And uh go into it as much of a blank slate as I can, as far as, you know, knowledge goes. And, um, and I, for me, it's not, you know, it's not a matter of, like you said, maybe we'll capture something, maybe we won't, but it will be what did we experience. And um, I'm nervous. I'm not, it's for me, it's, you know, I have like a little, I have some butterflies talk because talk, I have some butterflies talking about it you can hear my composure slipping because um you know i've had intense um intense encounters uh that we've discussed in length you know check out meeting the dead check out uh our other podcasts um and so yeah dude it's uh i'm excited well like yeah i'll be ready uh with the coffee and go go ahead what were you gonna say oh I, well, for one, I was going to tell my cat, like, just don't jump up here. But for two, um, so I'm basically going to run through um, all of us of, like, where where specific hotspots were or and stuff like that. Because, um, because I have talked with the owners and I've been into the Wilson Castle no, numerous times, whether it be tours or uh, back in the day, a uh, a local filmmaker tried to, well, I shouldn't say tried, but he did make like a short film up in the uh, Wilson Castle attic one time. Um, I don't know why, but he just deleted his YouTube channel and all his shorts went with it. But he was doing like an old EC horror type of short film called uh, Trouble in the Attic. But like even that, I had to stay at night. And that castle, like I told them there, like, I don't know what it is about that castle at nighttime, but it is just so weird, like, feeling-wise. It is so weird. And so you've like, stayed over? You've stayed over at the castle? I've never stayed over, but I've stayed, like, till, like, 1030 before, and that's, like, felt late enough, but um, I've never actually stayed over, but... Just for, like, example, me and, let's just say, three other people that are in the attic, um, 
you start to like really get a sense and an idea of how dark this castle really is and like the feeling that you get at night. So like when when um when the owner and the volunteers say they don't like to stay there at night, I completely understand why. Like it is that castle at night is just gives off this ominous feeling where I, I don't want to say it's bad, but it's just, it's so weird. Like, like they say the shadows play tricks on you, like in your eye or whatever. And it's true. Like, like there was shit going on where I didn't know if I was seeing something or if it was just my mind playing tricks on me. You know, I think it's funny. Like a little, the corner of the eye, the kind of shadowy figures, that heightened sense. Um, oh, you're definitely going to get heightened sense. I yeah, know, dude. Yeah. And and I was going to say, like, it's a, like a, co- a coincidence. Like, in, in this realm, in this world, a coincidence doesn't really mean much. It's a it's a coinciding incident. So, like, the, the little jump scares and the thing out of, you know, of course, sometimes there is a, uh, like, an explanation. You can be like, oh, it's, uh, oh, it was my cat making that sound or... Of course you'll have that, but if there's not clarification, if you don't have have that clarification, then then whatever you sensed, right? I mean the clarification of like that was, oh okay, um, you know, say we're investigating and and Paul did just shut a door, right? And like I get that that uh clear the um, it clears it up what what my experience was, but if you don't have that, it's at least if you don't get that cl- that uh clarification. What that little shadowy figure, that knock, that sound is is symbolic of something. So it's not hard evidence, but that encount those uh, what I mean, the point I'm trying to make is everything happens for a reason in this place, where we are. So there's something to everything, and an experience doesn't mean nothing, um, and everything's mm-hmm. symbolic. So I'm just putting that out there, and uh, you know, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the shivers talking about it, man. I'm getting ready. <laughs> Um. Yeah, crazy yeah. stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been thinking of what I want to try differently this time around that I don't have equipment wise, and there's one equipment piece of piece of equipment that I'm really considering of buying before um before doing this because one of the newest pieces of um information I got from both the owner and the volunteer that I know because me and him used to uh, go to middle school together. He was a few grades higher than me, but still we used to ride the same bus and stuff like that. But anyway, the point of this is they've told me this new thing that um, apparently it now resides in the castle, which is apparently a little boy. And uh, nobody knows where this little boy came from. So, and there's supposedly a rumor that there's a vortex or some sort of portal in the castle now, where now we're wondering if this little boy came from that somehow. And anyway, so um, I don't want to give all the things that I'm thinking about away, especially one particular one I definitely don't want to mention on this uh, broadcast because... I haven't heard anybody do it yet, 
and I'm keeping this quint shot because. Well, hey, hey, um, tell me, tell me, and I'll cut it out for like a cliffhanger to be a dick. Cliffhanger to be a dick. Um, I'll tell you afterward for sure. Okay, okay. You'll get the, you'll get the idea for. Yeah, yeah so we don't have to throw off the flow. That's a good idea. Through something, yeah. Well, not yeah. just that, but um, um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> So I don't want to say everything on broadcast just yet because I because nobody seemed to have, as far as I know, have tried this yet in the castle. And if I'm the first to do it, I don't want any ideas until then. Like uh, for those listening for this, because Wilson Castle has been getting very well known out there now. So anyway, so this this piece of equipment that I will share about this little boy is I've been eyeballing this thing called the EMF boo buddy so basically picture like a teddy bear but an emf at the same time so not only do we have this fluffy cute little teddy bear for like kids but if something were to touch the teddy bear it will trigger lights and signifying that something is in fact touching the teddy bear that's how you that's how you know like um this is uh very fascinating stuff so it's a this little boy is there when we go and investigate i'm thinking about having this uh boo buddy there and um testing out the theory about it otherwise um uh i have some other old tricks uh spirit box i hear is a very cool thing i still have my spirit box so we'll probably try that um and um as for video wide we'll see what we can do yeah, dude. Okay, so for those who don't know, an EMF is an electromagnetic field, and so you're saying with the with the teddy bear, which is an EMF reader, if it was to be, if in if a field was to come up to it, if it was to an encounter an EMF, it would light up. Yes. Okay. Shit, damn. Yeah. And and dude, the so this. Uh, the spirit, which has been interpreted as a little boy, this energy, somebody, like you're saying, it's getting popular. Somebody probably opened a portal in there. Who knows what, you know? And they shut us in, and if we make it out, we oh, make it out. Oh, they give us a tour. Or, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. No, they, they're going to give us a whole tour of the place. I'm pretty That's... sure they'll tell us, like, what is, where the hot spots are. Of, like, this room is for this. And speaking of which, one of the things that the uh owner and volunteers will tell you that when people arrive to the castle that they don't know if it's open half the time however when they look up at the window it's almost as if somebody is staring out the window yeah yeah that's I've, that's been mentioned um and then people will actually think that the castle's open and approach the castle because they see her in the window. Yep. So they will approach it and, uh, you know, they'll be like, oh, so you are open. We saw this, like, lady staring out in the winter, so we, uh, window. So we, um, you know, we figured we would stop in, stop in or whatever. And it's like, uh, we just barely just got here. There's nobody on the second floor so you can only imagine the people's faces after hearing that it's weird too um this is reminiscent of my childhood um experiences 
because uh the little because um as i've explained uh the woman in the in the white dress is a um a yep. figure from my childhood home and uh the first time my first really clear experience was uh seeing the woman um seeing her staring out the window just like that yeah bro so uh i'll let you get going any ideas you want to finish off on well I'm trying to think of like your uh, your notes here. So conversation about Earth's consciousness and the nature of haunting. So what what were you wanting to talk about with the nature of hauntings? I guess would that going to be short? Yeah, just I put that in there, you know, as something that stuff we could work with. What was on the agenda? But it's probably not a short. That's not a short conversation. Um, so we know. can just put that brush that off for um, next time, I guess. I was gonna I was gonna say, well let's do let's do that topic justice and talk about it next time we hook up for a podcast. Or what you yeah. know when yeah, if we do another one, but whenever. Well uh, we can get into it and discuss that, bro. Yeah, whenever your listeners want me back on to talk more paranormal. Yeah. But we could even uh talk about that on Haunted BT when I come on. Yes, we could do that too. Yes, you just have to let me know what day works for you and stuff. Um I'm pretty free, as you know, so <laughs> As long as that doesn't kill me. <laughs> yeah. As in, uh, you know, taking care of our little daughter. So, yeah. Yeah, I know you're a busy man. Um, yeah, but whatever, dude. I'd be down to to come on, dude, and uh, chop oh. it up on Haunted VT. Perfect. We'll be in touch, brother. Yeah, and I guess my final thoughts would just be, like, space, is, space just had too many damn everything. Like, loopholes, everything... Because, you know, there's so many different ways, I guess, you can look at space and not be wrong or be wrong. You know, like, you just never know anymore. Like, what is really being told to us that is truth anymore is what I'm trying to get at. What is really the real facts versus watered-down bullshit that they just want us to hear? And as, for the, yeah. and as for, like, the paranormal stuff of Wilson Castle and stuff is – um. You guys got to be prepared. You guys got to be on the ball. Um, maybe, maybe as we're there, because I, I know too, as I remember them telling me, they are going to give us a tour during the daytime or something like that before the nighttime. So that way we know where, like I said, the hot spots are and we can kind of figure out a, a plan from there, really. Hell yeah, man. That sounds good, obviously. I'm stoked about that. Um, yeah, we'll get in there earlier, do the tour, and the night will go where it goes. Um, and uh, to close out on what you're saying about the uh, the space stuff, it sounds like you know you're, you're pondering that. And yeah, uh, you know you hit the nail on the head. It's just it's all inconsistencies. Anything can be right. Anything can be wrong. You know, people just end up uh, just saying, "Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe that guy knows." And then that guy doesn't know, so some other guy knows. And um, and, well, that, uh, that, well that, I'll, I'll touch on that with what you're trying to say, but that goes back to what I was saying earlier is, well, what, what is considered professionalism anymore? Like who is the, what, who, like who can really call themselves a professional? Yeah, that's the, you know, that concept of professionalism that's built on an idea. And um, it, in regards to the topic of earth and the book is called space. Um you come to realize that it's it's all that chopper just like your fucking that video you tried to do it's always some asshole on a motorcycle 
Um, hey, you have assholes on motorcycle too, so don't we. Yeah, they're down here too. Um, yeah, they, they wake us up at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes. Oh, jeez. It's the yeah. season. Yeah, but anyway, um, in regards to space, you come to understand that it's based on ideas and faith. It's all a leap of faith. Um, it's faith-based. And, and yeah, so I just want to remind you to, you know, questions. Uh, if you want information, yeah, just reach out to me, bro, because I think you can probably get flat earth is a loaded term like i said and if you go just google if you just don't go googling right you're going to get misinformation you and that is why we need the blue coyote flat earth bumper sticker yeah right exactly and that's the thing too like you know i do well but a lot of my i'm probably you know you're subscribed i don't know but people have told me um my point is people have told me that's a lot of my stuff can be hard to find and there's a reason for that right I'm a paranormal podcast, but I touch on these other subjects and all of a sudden my stuff is buried in the bottom of the algorithm. Um, you know, so I was just going to say, if you want to research more, bro, just reach out to me and I'll let you know where to go. Cause there's a lot of, uh, controlled opposition. Uh, people call them shills, misinformation if, if at the top of the algorithm. Ah, uh, you just gotta love those. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but so the last thing I, I before I even forget for your listeners, um as well is actually you know what? We didn't even get into that too, but that's okay. Maybe we can save that for um our uh, when you come on to my podcast as well. But anyway, uh what I wanna say to the listeners too is if you guys have time before Kobe and I do the Wilson Castle investigation is if you really want to know what more goes on within uh, Wilson Castle, like swimming doors, for instance, um, come to my podcast, The Haunted Vermont. Not like I'm trying to like say, hey, come follow me, but I just want to say like, I did have the pleasure of talking to a couple volunteers and the owner on their own episode where they even went into their own experiences of what they had dealt with and what even rude ass visitors had, which is swam indoors. So the castle can definitely sense if you are liked or not. And if you aren't liked, they will start swam indoors on you apparently. Yeah. You know, I do that on that note that uh, that's actually a great segue into what we're planning to say for next time. Um, the consciousness of the castle, 